Fever Podcast. Jason and Paula here with you. Hi. Uh, Paula's uh, fixing her wounds, kind of like the Golden Knights are. Uh, <laughs> figure that was that was great. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that here in a moment. Um, but we are, of course, a part of the Inside the Ring Network. Um, Inside the Ring handles our show. Um, a lot of creep, you know other podcasters and writers that are a part of, you know, inside the rank and they have uh, inside the rank plus now. So for two 99 with a 30 day free trial. Um, and then after that, it's two 99 a month. Uh, you could get exclusive content. Um, that includes ad free browsing uh, insider newsletter invites to unique events such as Q and A's from exclusive content and more promo codes and giveaways etc and etc so that's something newer within the last few months that you know that we've done and uh definitely want to tell you guys about that also don't forget about this there is a way for all of you to sign up for the disney bundle espn plus through the website inside the rank.com espn and that helps us out um it helps us out if you just go there and sign up. If you don't have the Disney bundle, which most people do, but hey, you never know, right? So hey, it's a great deal because you get Disney, ESPN, and Hulu and Hulu for cheap. Yes, even though it continuously goes up a but little it's by still little, still cheaper than Netflix because Netflix. I don't even know they charged our card like sixteen bucks last month. That's know. going up too every month. I think it just one up yeah whole hell of a lot cheaper than doing that nhl.tv package that was like the year before last that was You're such still a traumatized from that. i will be traumatized i mean it was 115 bucks a team and the feed the was year. terrible we terrible. always had a problem everybody you know a lot of people complain about espn's coverage and tnt and i think it's fantastic i remember when we were in high school they had espn you know espn had hockey and they haven't had it since. And I think there was something missing. And I, and I think it's fantastic that ESPN has it back. I agree. Um, but uh, Paula taping up her wounds, just like the Golden Knights, uh, <laughs> who don't like to win at home, um, apparently. Uh, revenge game for the Bruins the other night. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they made the Golden Knights look silly. At T-Mobile, 3-1 was the final there on Sunday night. Um also overtime so if we're not losing we're going to overtime right we're not winning in regulation no not very frustrating not lately um the golden knights won in regulation on the first and the third of december okay and then before that you have to go before thanksgiving um so there are regulation wins at home it just seems like lately we're playing a, a handful of overtime games of course against philadelphia which they won um, the Rangers came in here a week ago uh, to Vegas and 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 made them look silly. That was Gerard Gallant revenge game, just fantastic for him. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you that. Um, the Golden Knights did end Boston's thirteen or fourteen and zero start to their home schedule um, a week ago yesterday, which was good. It, it, you know, kind of up and down week. It's going to get really really dicey and, and hot and heavy for the golden Knights. And I told you this mm-hmm. because we're starting to see the injuries mount on defense, ba- ba- basically almost exclusively uh, defensively for the golden Knights who are at 41 points, 29 and one 
29 and one, um, which is the best team in the Pacific. They are clear of Seattle and the Kings by six points in their own division. And they are clear of Winnipeg and the uh, fight and Pete DeBoers by four points. They are the technically they're the fourth best team in the league. The top three teams in the league are all in the East, Boston, New Jersey, and Toronto. Um, Injuries for the Golden Knights. This is going to be a problem. Um, so first, Alex Petrangelo went out with a personal mm-hmm. issue. Somebody in his sick in his family is sick, and I really, really hope it's not one of the kids because he's got young kids. Um, I've seen surprisingly enough. I checked the comments. I don't remember if it was on a po- Facebook post or. I think it was Twitter. People were very supportive. And saying he made the right decision. I mean, you had your people who criticized him for taking time off, but I was surprised to see so many people supportive of him doing what's right for his family and taking the time off. I mean, he's missed seven, eight games. It's serious. Nobody yeah. knows what it will. I'm sure the team knows what it is, but it's nobody knows. business. No, and he'll be able to tell people when he wants to tell people. It's not, it's not anybody's concern. It, it's just... I don't understand from a fan aspect, how can you say, you know, that you didn't make the right decision? The Have decision you been on Twitter? Yes, of course. No, no. <laughs> I understand it from that point of view. You know, Twitter is a dangerous place. I mean, people... I mean, you can't have an opinion. I mean... You can't do anything. They feel his job comes first, which, again, if you flip the revolt, or their, you know, roles... If there was something seriously wrong with somebody in our family, you would also take personal time if you, of course, had it or FMLA. Of course. And I wouldn't expect my job to say, hey, we come first. I wouldn't expect that. I mean, even though certain jobs have been there, been there, but good jobs. That's what these programs are there for. Yeah, And you know what said job that I'm saying in my head that I'm not going to say out loud? You know who you are. You might never know who you are, but right. one day, if somebody listens to this, said job, should I say what category? No. Damn it. Okay. Anyhow. Shame on people for for that, because I don't blame Alex Petrangelo no. one bit for anything that happens from the second he left until he comes back. It's like he's not there and almost... Quote, unquote, never was for right now, because you you take him out of the equation, whatever is going on, he's got to he's got to tend to it. And he's got to be there for that first and foremost before anything else. And that's understandable. It only gets max. His absence gets maximized. Now, this is not him being gone. That's the problem. But it gets maximized by the fact that Shea Theodore took a knee on knee collision a few games ago and he hasn't been out or he hasn't been in. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Whitecloud last game his knee his knee got folded up on. I mean, uh Bruce Cassidy called him month to month and we know what month to month is. That could Goodbye. be the, that could be the year. <laughs> it didn't look very good either. I'm 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 thinking ligaments. Like I mean, it was pretty good. I I'm bummed. They all play on the same side defensively. So what happened last year? When you had all these guys go out, and it was a mixture of offense and, and it's defense. It's like a domino effect. Right. So are these guys, these young, 
defensive players that they're going to need from Henderson who haven't had the best year. Okay. That's putting it nicely. Are they going to come up and are they going to be what the golden Knights needed? Because Hey, last year they weren't. Um, maybe they'll be eager enough to play in that be pumped playing with the Knights and maybe it will be a good boost for them. I don't know. Uh, Bruce Cassidy did speak today um, about the injuries and I'm kind of scrolling on their Twitter to get to it. So, Oh, Eichel too. But He's I heard again. Yes. But Eichel is the closest to, he took that puck off the oh, head. That's right. You know what I mean? So Eichel is day to day. Theodore is week to week. White Cloud is month to month. They didn't just stitch him up. Oh, he's got they, a concussion. They did, but I, you know, I'm not sure if it's related to that. It has to be. I thought he had come back. Maybe I'm wrong. He was fine after that. Well, look. Anytime that happens, I don't think you're fine. I think you are good enough to play, but you're not fine. But he's the closest one to coming back. Well, we would hope so because we waited long enough and paid enough so <laughs> i'm not digging this at all like this is a, this is where this is where this is why you need to have a solid team this is where the rubber's meeting the road right now what are we doing are we going to go last year are we going to go you know first year or second you know what i mean are, are, are we going to make that push despite because there's injuries every year yeah the uh, gold knights were on their year, fifth goaltender yeah that's true. So what are we doing here? And only time will tell. And it doesn't get easier for this team. They're in Winnipeg tonight. Um, Soon, yep. Yeah, in about 15 minutes. At Chicago Thursday. Back home for the Islanders, Sabres, Coyotes. Look, the, the next handful of games don't look terrible, but... Anybody can beat anybody in this league. Anaheim has one regulation win in a calendar month. One. And they could beat this team. <laughs> and they probably will the next time they play. Because that's the way... Ho hockey is a silly sport sometimes. Sometimes these numbers, they don't... Can I just say that's the second time you've said silly in that in this episode? It's just... When did I say silly the first time? Um, In the beginning. Was it about said... Petrangelo people acting funny? About no, making fun about of the Golden Knights being silly or something. They are silly. <laughs> They're the best team in the West, and I don't, and I, I don't feel totally good. It's probably the injuries that make me not feel good because, you know, they were the first team in the West to twenty wins. They have had an incredible response to what happened at the end of last year. They have shut people up. This is bad. This these injuries. Are, this is where you're going to look back at the They've season and say worse. we went one way or the other. They've been through worse, and I think you just need to remember it's a fresh coach, new perspective. I think they'll be okay. You have to have faith. I say that every episode, it seems. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, Excuse me. How about Rebel Hockey? You know, UNLV Rebel Hockey, hold on. Let me give you one of these. That is a clapping standing ovation from myself. They decide, and you know, they did this for all Rebel programs. And, and, and that's because UNLV has traditionally had a lot of problems with San Diego State, but not Rebel Hockey. They 
put the whooping on San Diego State, 16 to nothing. That is not a football score. That's not a basketball score. That's a hockey score. 16 goals. Then they followed up 16? the next 16 to I zip. I thought you said six. 16. Wow. Then they followed it up by beating Canisius College the next night, 13 to one. They put up 29 goals in 24 hours. Then the next night they won four to one over Oregon. So if you count this up, 33 to two in three games. How about we recruit them to come play for the Knights? I bet they've got some great players. You know, the funny thing about it is, is that in, 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 your normal division one top of the class hockey you can draft from there and you can have players come over when their season ends right you know and what is it february or march you can have them come over and they can play and that's exactly what 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 happened with with zach whitecloud i think he was one of them uh bemidji state in minnesota i believe I believe that's that's correct. But UNLV, I don't believe, is on that level. No, because they have to go up a They level. have to be. Yeah, right. But honestly, they've got some guys that if they were drafted, can play. You don't put up this, you know, this amount of goals. They did have a game, though, postponed while playing it because it was like a leak. There was like a... It was like a, a, a I think I, I think it's a water main break or something. It might have been it was something. Something happened and they did have a game postponed against Grand Canyon. That was um on December fourth, but they took down Grand Canyon the night before, December third. I mean, they've been just fantastic stuff uh from UNLV. Uh, and those were their last games of twenty twenty two. They will be back next um against the University of Arizona in Tucson uh in the middle of January. So be sure to take care of that uh, and get your tickets when they come back to uh, to Vegas, to City National, because it's an inexpensive night out and it's uh, it's it's a night together and uh, to see some good hockey. So you should definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Do you want to talk about my balls or I was going to talk about Vegas varsity? I like that better. <laughs> I like that better. I know. I like that better. And you know what? That That is actually a really good tie-in. Um, let Paul go first, and then I got something. I was just too. on his website. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, if you purchase something, he cannot guarantee it by December. but mm-hmm. or, or by Christmas, I mean. You're 12 days out here. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe if you pay for extra shipping. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's, I was looking, he's got a lot of nice sales going on. And if you use our code VFP10, 10% off your total, um, maybe you don't need it for Christmas, but shopping small business, a local Vegas mm. business is wonderful. And the quality is, and it, it's very just different and unique. I say that every time but it's it's true though um so please go check them out go like them on twitter go follow them on twitter right vegasvarsity.com at vegasvarsity on twitter uh a tweet last night uh, around 10 o'clock uh 
10 o'clock our time, I guess, from Vegas Varsity. Before starting Vegas Varsity, I spent a lot of time searching for retro UNLV apparel, only to be disappointed by the quality, the fit, the design, or all three. So I decided to make what I had been hoping to find. Here are five designs for every old school Rebel fan this holiday season. The shirt that says running, sitting on Gucci Row, Shark Tank, which is my favorite, Hardway 8, uh, that is uh, that is an ode to the 1977 UNLV Final Four team and the streak, which is an ode to UNLV hitting a three pointer in every game since the three point line was painted on the floor in 1986. That is the streak continuing to go today, and they're the only team that's ever done it. So that is five options for you uh, as Rebel fans. And they fans. have a really nice. I was just looking at it. A uh, cannon hat. The cannon hats are nice. Yeah. So the cannon hats are nice. So please go check out VegasVarsity.com. And we do um <laughs> you want to talk about your balls. jingle balls, jingle all the way. Uh keep your balls nice and shaved <laughs> for with the, the uh well for the holiday. They are having ten percent off and their entire site, but I believe if you use our code VFP. It's an additional 20% off. Plus free worldwide shipping, people. Um, If your man has a bush that you want to tame, if you have a bush you want to tame. If you got the Daniel Boone, you know, the the Johnny Appleseed, hairy bush man, and you got to weed whack it, you know what I mean? That's what you want to use right there. Mm -hmm. Lawnmower weed whacker. Send that hair away for Christmas. Yep. Enjoy. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? We got, got a little bit of time here. I just, uh, I had told Paula here that I have a lot to say. I did have a lot to say about UNLV and their coaching searches, et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera. Everybody is aware by now. So, um, Barry Odom, I believe is his name is the new UNLV football coach. Uh, he was a defensive coordinator at Arkansas. He was a head coach at Missouri, which is in the SEC, which is in the same league that Tennessee, Alabama play in, et cetera. Um, which I thought I was very surprised that you thought it was a bad hire. I don't think it's a. I think I here's what I think surprised. the here's what I think the problem is. So they fire Marcus Arroyo, which I which I don't get. Okay, I wasn't a Marcus Arroyo fan either. I don't get it. The man wins the cannon, and he doesn't even get to be in the student union to paint it. It was it was a, a funeral at the student union because they're painting something after their coach got fired. So it's not fun. Okay. They had a chance to get to a bowl game by default until the University of Buffalo took care of business. The rebels were looking like they were going to go to a bowl game. Get to the point about the coach because they had to hire somebody. Every time that they do a coaching search, it's always the same type of crap. A from the fan base. So the fan base is juicing these big names into the coaching search. Big names that they know that UNLV is never, ever, ever going to get. Agreed. Not one soul. But at what point is UNLV going to take football seriously enough to go get one of those names? Because you have to pay a guy three to five million dollars per year to at least get anybody worth a damn. Barry Odom is not a bad coach. He had a 
he's a 500, he is a even level 500 coach in the SEC, which is the best football conference in America. And one year he did beat Tennessee. Okay. However, he's a defensive coach. College football is very offensive. It's about who you put around yourself. For days after Arroyo gets fired, these names are coming up that sound great, that should be great, that UNLV either contacted and were told, hell no, or didn't even bother because they knew they didn't have a chance because you're only coming with $2 million a year, which makes them the highest paid coach in the league, in the Mountain West. Every coach at UNLV gets five, three to five years, and then we start over again. But that's... I really hope they don't do this. I'm just not... It just wasn't one of those things that was like, wow. I don't know what I else didn't you even, expected. I, I you, shouldn't have you, expected right, anything you said different. It yourself, it's UNLV. You right. You said it... You just said it yourself. Like, they're not going to get these, you know, big fish. And... I think they got the best that they could get, which is not saying a lot, considering it's not the but you, best. I saw you on Twitter. You did not... I didn't like it at the time. And maybe I will. And I, now I, you do. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. It's not the same as when Kevin Kruger got hired. It's not the same. Like, I didn't of like it at first, but now I like you, it. I'm not as passionate about football as you are. I like the Kevin Kruger hire about a month after he got hired. Okay. I, I, it hasn't been a month yet for this. It's been a little over a week, and I don't really feel much different. He was a defensive coordinator at Arkansas, and their defense sucked. I mean, but he's also by SEC standards, they weren't good. But by UNLV standards, you know, that's the thing about living on the East Coast and being an ACC and SEC country when you've got programs around like North Carolina and NC State and Tennessee and Alabama, and you, and you get to witness it. It's like UNLV football is pathetic. It just is. And it's like a little, it's like a little fish in a huge pond. not everything pond. could be Alabama. It's so sad though. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh my God, we got a coach that got fired from the SEC. Holy hell. Do you know how many coaches got fired in the SEC? Brian Harson was at Boise State, went to Auburn in the SEC, got fired. And UNLV probably didn't even call him. And he was the best coach in the Mountain West, and I'm that, that's just that, that's just an example. I don't know if they settled. I don't know if they got the best. Only time will tell. I wasn't thrilled. I think that the names that were out there either didn't get contacted or just were, weren't going to come, and that's I because feel, UNLV doesn't put themselves out there enough financially. I don't think they should have gotten rid of him in general. No, at all, absolutely but. not. If you wanted to get rid of him next year, I'd be I would have been fine with that. But I think what you've done is you've set yourself back further because I don't think Barry Odom is going to. If Barry Odom gets UNLV six and six in the first year, I think they should have a parade, a plaque, a statue, a, a, a banner. You say that every. It's year. it's true. Like right now, we're going to transition into UNLV basketball, and they should make a banner for Kevin Kruger right now. I mean, ten and zero, one of only six or seven teams in the country that are still undefeated. They can't get enough votes to get ranked to save their life, and that's because the schedule is not good. Mm -hmm. And they beat a Washington State team that was four and four, and the Rebels were nine and zero at the time. They only beat them by four, and they let the Cougars stay in that game so much. UNLV was playing so good, and 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 that was the first game that you watched. I was very, uh, I was, I was, I was very concerned about watching it because once I start watching basketball, UNLV basketball, they usually lose. Sorry, Rebel fans, but it's the truth. So 
Rebels playing in front of practically nobody at, at, at the MGM. That's because it was a part of a package with another game and tickets were a couple hundred bucks for a team that plays down the street for 12 bucks. So, hey, MGM, that that's a little ridiculous. But anyway, there wasn't many people there. It was kind of sad. This team is really, really good. Um, Elijah Parquette might have gotten hurt for a good amount of time. That might hurt their defense. But UNLV is really, really good defensively. Of course, Isaiah Cottrell has been out most of the year, the West Virginia transfer. So they got a couple of guys out, but UNLV is super, super good on defense. They found a better way to score um, lately. They get San Francisco at the Thomas and Mac on Saturday afternoon, and San Francisco is a good team. So San Francisco and Southern Miss when? are the last two games. Saturday? Saturday okay. I think five our time, two Vegas time. Um and then Southern Miss to close out non-conference play before, I believe they start with San Jose State and then New Year's Eve, folks. New Year's Eve about 4 o'clock. Well, it's 4 o'clock our time. I think it's 1 o'clock out west. San Diego State, UNLV, Thomas and Mack Center, both teams will probably be ranked at that point if UNLV can win these last two non-conference games. That's going to be UNLV's first test. So, I mean, you know, resume come March for, you know, for, for the NCAA tournament. Right now, UNLV's numbers are good. You know what I mean? Their net rankings, Ken Palm, it's decent. The losses right now for UNLV will outweigh the wins because their schedule is not strong. So if they don't take a cheap non-conference loss and you lose to San Diego State because they play them twice, if they lose to them once or twice, that doesn't look terrible, but you really don't. If you lose to the the New Mexico's and the San Jose States and the Wyoming's that's, that, mm-hmm. that's going to burn you. That's going to burn you because their net, their net rankings are Ken Palm. All their numbers are, are, are garbage. So that's going to hurt them, mm-hmm. but really, really, really happy. Um, Kevin Kruger looks just like his dad. It's amazing. Any coach is just like his dad too. And pops is always in the building. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it really is. It freaks me. He's just so calm. Lon was always calm. And Kevin is, he's gotten that. You have to be. Because if you show emotion, your team's going to show emotion. And this team is so, this team is so good defensively. And I just really, really hope they can keep it up. Um, Let's see, do we miss anything? I don't think so, right? Uh, We got uh, Inside the Rink, insidetherink.com, inside underscore the underscore rink on Twitter, vegasvarsity.com, vegasvarsity on Twitter. Let's see, we talked about my balls. Uh, let's see, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. If we don't talk to you guys, we should talk to you before Christmas. But hey, it's busy, like we talked about before. Uh, <laughs> Paul is over there at the Golden Wife on Twitter. I am at Vegas Fever Pod. Please subscribe after you listen and let us know what you think. Uh, go Knights, go, go Rebels. We will talk to you next time, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>